Amen. Look at two people again and say, what a mighty God we serve. So here we are, week four. We spent uh, the last three weeks in, in this, this, this 23rd Psalm. We've been dealing with man's relationship with God and to God. And because the Lord is our shepherd, we remembered that we can trust him. That was week one. And because he's our shepherd, that makes us his sheep. And we realized that not only can we trust him in week one, but in week two, we came to the realization that he also needs to be able to trust us. And, and, and even though we have a good shepherd, uh, there are still times that life starts, as the young people say, lifing. And we needed the reminder in week three that no matter what we face, we are never, some of y'all were here last week, praise to God. But the combination of all this good news is very simple. We serve a mighty God. David, he writes this psalm, and it is very similar to life as many of us have come to know it. In the beginning, things were great. Things were great at the beginning of this psalm. And life is the same way. I was, I was writing this, and I began to think of the baby and how when a baby is born, they are literally carried around everywhere that they have to go. Hey, ain't that, don't that sound wonderful? Don't that sound wonderful? You're tired, just start crying, and somebody will come and take care of you. You're hungry, just start crying, somebody will come and feed you. Your diaper needs to be changed, just start crying, and someone will come and get you together. Don't try that as an adult, though. They look at you, they look at you funny, they look at you crazy. In the beginning, you've got it made as you literally have people waiting on you, hand and foot. But then you get older and you become aware of all the things that life presents. You, you start to learn a few new things. You start crawling, which leads to walking, which leads to running. And before you know it, I ain't calling no names, Caden. You're just climbing all over this thing and that thing and jumping off of the stairs and jumping off of the sofa and trying to jump in and jump out of the car. And in the midst of these lessons, you've also probably learned a thing or two about pain from the falls that you have taken along the way. Uh, you start to learn some letters, and after you learn a few letters, you start to learn some words, and from your learning of words, you start to put some sentences together. The boy's sentences are getting a little, little bit longer. Lord have mercy. And you start to learn how to communicate. And, and then you learn that what worked as a baby no longer works as a toddler. And what works as a toddler or will cease to work as a young child. And what works as a young child will cease to work as a teenager. And what works as a teenager will cease to work when you come into adulthood. You'll find that the older you get, you learn to differentiate from a lot of things like friend and foe. Help us, Holy Ghost. You learn that not everyone you know is your friend and not everyone you're related to is your family. I'm just going to let that sit right there for about two seconds and make sure everybody got that. Amen. Would y'all praise God for the church that's joining us virtually this morning? Amen. 
Amen. You not only learn that, but you learn that some people mean well for you while your others could not care less about you. In our culture, many of us learn about church, but some of us actually learn about God too. Uh-oh, let me try not to get in trouble. I ain't got enough time to spend right there, but just know that there's a whole lot of church folks that don't know who God is. Help us today. And if we happen to be so blessed to learn who God is, we also learn what a mighty good God he is. Well, Pastor G, what makes him such a good God? Thank you for asking, Deacon Cox. The Bible tells me that in the beginning he created not just the heavens, but he also created the earth. And not only that, but he's such a mighty God that he divided the light from the darkness and he gave them the names of day and night. And not only that, but he flung the sun to rule over the day and the moon to reign over the night. He's such a mighty God, uh, Deacon Selby, that the Bible tells me that he spoke and whatever he said came to pass. Uh, not only that, but he reached down, Brandy, from his throne in glory and created mankind, not from anything else but the dust of the earth. Uh, he then had the audacity to breathe his own breath into the lifeless being, and he made that lifeless thing come to life, and he said, this in such a way that all we would know that man was made in his image and in his likeness. But then David comes to remind us in the 24th Psalm that follows this 23rd Psalm that he has created everything. And because he's created everything, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So not only first Antioch did he create it, but it belongs to him because he is the manufacturer of all things. That right there is a mighty God. If that ain't good enough for you, let me tell you something else. If, look at somebody and say if, if I let the Lord be my shepherd and if, I walk through my life as his sheep, and if I let him have complete control of my life, that's where we get in trouble right there. If I let him have complete control of my life, what I have learned is this, that no matter what challenges he allows me, there it is, what challenges he allows me, let me say it one more time, the challenges that he allows me to go through, come here, Job, he always has a way of escape for me. High five somebody and tell him he'll make a way, he'll make a way. He'll make a way. He'll make a way when life starts to act crazy. He'll make a way when it seems like there's no way. He'll make a way when you can't figure out which direction to turn. He'll make a way, Nicholas, when it seems like you're at a dead end. He'll make a way uh, when, when, when it gets so bad that you're ready to commit suicide. He'll do it because he's such a mighty good God. Watch this. The first two weeks, we spent time in the goodness of the presence of the Lord. He's my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah, 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 yeah. David tells us the good news in Psalm 34 that even the righteous, watch this, watch this. We, we talked about the goodness of being in his presence. Last week, we had to deal with 
the valley of the shadow of death. We had to deal with what David called in the 34th Psalms, the many afflictions, huh? watch this, of the righteous. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, an affliction, Miriam and Webster told me, is something that causes pain or suffering. An affliction is something uh, uh, that is the cause of persistent pain or distress. It, is, it has some synonyms that are including but not limited to agony. Anguish, torture, travail, tribulation, and misery. In other words, affliction is not a good feeling, but if you let it, it'll be good for you. Let me say that one more time. Affliction is not something that feels good, but it can be good for you. Not only is affliction not a good feeling, but it is not always short-lasting. Uh, the Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous. He didn't say that the righteous would be afflicted simply by affliction, but he said that you'll be afflicted and you'll be afflicted many times. That means that every time you turn around when it looks like, it, watch this, y'all know how we say, it's always something. It's don't, but don't worry about the fact that it's always something. Don't don't worry about the fact that when it rains, it pours. Don't worry about the fact that every time you turn around, something is going wrong. That ought to be good news to somebody because the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, not of the unrighteous, not of the unjust, not of the unholy, not of the sinner, but the afflictions are many towards the righteous. And you may say, what kind of God will allow his righteous ones to deal with many afflictions? Can I give you the answer first, Antioch? The God that will let you deal with the many afflictions of us is the same God that will deliver them out of them all. That's a mighty good God. I'm almost finished. These afflictions are what we talked about last week when we were walking through. Watch this. Walking through. Not running, not jogging, not driving, not riding, but we were walking through the valley of the shadow of death. This uh, is the place where we were afflicted. The valley of the shadow of death is the place where I was in misery. The valley of the shadow of death is the place where I was in agony. But this this was also, watch this, the place where God showed up. Hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus. This was also the place, Sister Sneed, that God revealed himself one more time. This was also the place where God was a healer over my sick body. The valley of the shadow of death was also the place where he delivered me from my addictions. The valley was also the place where God was a shelter in my storm. The valley was also the place where God showed up as Jehovah Shalom and he was my peace. The valley was also the place where God, when I didn't have it, showed up and he was my provider. And that right there is the action of a mighty, mighty good God. Tell somebody we serve a mighty God. We serve a mighty God. I feel the Holy Ghost right here. And he reveals his might. He reveals his might to us, Brother Canty, to us in the last two verses this way. As I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, the reason why I must press on is because God has something waiting for me. Watch this on the other side of the valley. It is imperative that I not get stuck in the valley. It is imperative that I don't make myself comfortable in the valley. It is imperative 
perspective that the valley does not become a familiar place to me because if I do that, I'm going to miss what God has for me. Watch this. If I get stuck in the valley, Facebook, I won't get my reward. If I get stuck in the valley, YouTube, I don't get my trophy. If I get stuck in the valley, my enemies will rejoice. But God has something for me. Where? On the other side. He has, he has, he has something for me. Well, Pastor G, what does he have for me? That's a great question. I'm glad that you asked me this morning. He has prepared, I almost took off running, a table of blessing. The New Living Translation says a table of blessing for me. He, he has prepared, watch this, healing for my sickness. Glory be to God. He has prepared direction for my confusion. Thank you, Jesus. He has prepared answers. Glory to God for my questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has prepared friends, hallelujah, to replace my enemies. Thank you, Jesus. He has prepared a new job with a higher income, hallelujah, with shorter hours. I'm saying that one for myself, hallelujah. He has prepared relationships to get me to my next level. The ones that got me here were good, but every once in a while I need some new ones to get me to the next place. Watch this. He has prepared deliverance for me so that I can tell my story of how I looked back and remembered how he brought me over. And that's because he's a mighty. Good God, I feel Holy Ghost right here. But I can't get to the table. Hold on. Don't get too excited yet. I, I can't get to the table if I don't get through the valley. I feel Jesus right here. I can't get to the table if I don't get through the valley. And that's why I've learned firsthand, y'all, how to thank God for the valley. Uh-huh, uh-huh. See, sometimes we pray and ask the Lord to get me out of this. Sometimes we pray and ask the Lord to get me through this. Sometimes my prayer ought to be, God, just keep me while I'm in it. Because if you keep me while I'm in it, I know that you'll lead me out of it. And, and I'm not just in a hurry to get to the table, but I know there's something for me on the other side. Uh, I've learn how to thank God for my valley because the valley taught me that he's always with me. He's not just with me on top of the mountain, but he's with me down in the valley. The valley taught me that I'm never alone. He'll never leave me and he'll never forsake me. The valley taught me that if he's allowing me to go through it, there's a blessing on the other side of it. And watch this. Here's the thing we got to remember. Here's the thing we got to remember. Look at somebody and say, remember, the blessing ain't just for me. The blessing ain't just for me. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. The Lord has a table, and this table of the Lord's blessing is prepared, watch this, for me, but he does it in a specific place. He, he does it in a specific place. And this is why I've got to be careful about asking the Lord to remove my enemies. <sighs> because when he prepares the table, he doesn't prepare it in the place of my family. He doesn't prepare it in the place of my friends. He doesn't prepare it in the place of the people that are standing with me and standing for me. He prepares the table for me, but he doesn't in the presence, hey, Baba Shando, of my enemies. 
But it's for my enemies. It's for my enemies. That's right. The blessing ain't just for me to receive, but it's for my enemies to know that God is still with me. I may have messed up first and they are, but he's still with me. I may not have done everything the way I was supposed to do it, but he's still with me. You may have turned your back on me, but he's still with me. You may have walked away from me, but he's still with me. Look at somebody and say, what a mighty God we serve it. And not only, not only is he still with me, I'm still in the valley. I'm trying to get to the table, but I'm still in the valley. And while I'm in the valley, not only is he still with me, but he cares enough about me. Watch this. To anoint my head with oil. Ah, glory be to God. In other words, he has consecrated me. He has chosen me. He has picked me up. He looked down in the crowd and he called Linda's name. He looked down in the crowd and he called Brandy's name. He looked down in the crowd and he called Ricky's name. He looked down in the crowd and he called you out of everybody else that he could have called. Why? Because there's an anointing that he has for you. There is an assignment that he has for you and can't nobody do it the way that you can do it. So thank God that he has anointed your head with oil. He, he has chosen me. He has consecrated me. He has set me aside. Watch this. When others pushed you aside, he uses me for good. And when others would use me for evil, he covers my head and it goes down to the beard and it goes down to the garment all the way down to the feet. And just like the clay on the potter's wheel. Come here, Jeremiah. He doesn't throw me away, but he puts me back on the wheel. Even when I mess up, even when I stray away, even when I don't get it right, he puts me right back on the wheel, and he continues to mold me and make me and shape me into what he would have me to be, and that's because he's so faithful. When I come to the table, I'm almost finished. I'm tired now. I realize that my cup is overflowing. My cup is overflowing. That means that I've got to realize this. I've got more than I need. Somebody ought to praise him for the overflow. I've got more than I need. I've got more than I want. I've got more than I even asked for because he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I ask or think. And because he has done this, I have more than sometimes what I know what to do with. Why? Because he's a mighty good God. It ain't got nothing to do with me. In fact, everything he's ever done for me, I don't deserve it. It didn't, he didn't have to let me live, but I'm glad to be in the service one, one more time. He, he, he's a mighty good God and he's blessed me to be a blessing because he's a mighty God. He's brought me through the valley because he's a mighty God. He kept me when I was on the battlefield fighting for the Lord because I promised him that I would serve him until I die. And he's been with me because he's a mighty good God. And when my cup runs over, I'm coming to bless you just like he blessed me. High five your neighbor and say, I got something for you. I got something for you. I got something for you. That's why, because some of y'all can't get blessed because God knows you ain't going to be, you ain't going to bless nobody else with it. You're stingy. You like to hold on to stuff so tight, and that's why he can't get nothing in your hand because you got your hand closed up so tight trying to keep everything in your hand. But every once in a while, I got to release something so that when he's ready to pour something back into me, I got a room to receive what he has for me. But that's not how the story ends. Watch this. Surely. Surely, my good twins' uh, goodness, and mercy, 
They're going to do something. They're going to do something. KJ said it's going to follow me. But I like, I like the way that the New Living Translation says it's going to pursue me. To pursue means it's not just coming behind me, but it's trying to chase me down. That means it's coming to get me. That means, that means we're in a race. And, and, and if, I've, if I've let the Lord be my shepherd and, and if I've made it through the valley of the shadow of death, surely this is a promise. This is something I can be assured of. This is something that I ain't got to doubt or worry about, but surely goodness and mercy they're going to follow me, they're going to pursue me, that means they're going to be with me watch this, that means they're going to be everywhere that I go, and it's not because of me, but it's because I've got the presence of the Lord with me, surely goodness and mercy will follow me, and that means when I go to the job, goodness and mercy is with me, when I go to the school goodness and mercy is with me, when I'm at Sam's Club or Costco, goodness and mercy is with me when I stop by your house and you're not feeling well, don't worry about it, baby, because goodness and mercy is with me. When I'm down there in the valley of the shadow of death, it's all good because goodness huh, and mercy are following me. And they're not just going to follow me today. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. They're not just going to follow me tomorrow. They're not just going to follow me next week. They're not just going to follow me next month. But they're going to follow me for the rest of my life. And I'm so glad that he loved me enough that he would chase me down with his goodness. I'm so glad that he loved me enough that he would chase me down with his mercy. I'm so glad that he loved me enough that he would chase me down by his spirit. And he's doing this. Why? So that when I get to the end, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that I'll be able to dwell, huh? Woo, somebody should have shouted right there. That I'll be able to dwell, to live, to make habitation, to take up residence. Well, in the house of the Lord forever. But here's the good news. I ain't got to wait till I get over there. Because the Bible says in the 91st Psalm that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty uh, and I ain't got to wait to get over there to be with him. Uh, I'm glad that I've got enough of his presence right here on the earth uh, that I can dwell in his presence right here. Yeah, I know that in my father's house are many mansions, many rooms, many dwelling places, but, and, and, and I know that he's gone to prepare a place for me, but I don't want to wait till I get over there to be in your presence. Lord, come on down here and be in my presence right now. God, I thank you for being such a mighty good God. Angels bow before you. Heaven and earth adore you. One part of the song said he's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. His name is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus for he is the king. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and the Lord strong and the Lord strong and Come on, lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory, hallelujah, he shall come in. High five your neighbor and say, what a mighty God. What a. How mighty is he? 
Ask that uncircumcised Philistine. He'll tell you. One smooth stone is how mighty he is. Ask Daniel how mighty he is. That he'll shut the mouths of the lions. See that in both the natural and the spirit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How mighty is he? Mm. Mm -hmm. That 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 he'll that he'll call that he'll call a, a old drunkard like Noah. Sober him up for a little while to build a boat for a storm he ain't know nothing about. How how mighty is he? Come here, David. Oh, that that he's so mighty that when he sends the prophet, he'll he said, I'm gonna wait till everybody is in the room. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How mighty is it? He's so mighty that when he sent his son Jesus and, and let him go through being falsely accused and, and let him die on an old rugged cross, how mighty is it that he laid him in a tomb for three days, glory to God, and for three nights, how mighty is it that on the third day he got him up, up, out of that grave with all power in his hand. How mighty is he that after some 40 days he took him up in a cloud back to heaven. How mighty is he that he's got his son sitting at his right hand right now interceding for you and I. How mighty is he that when he called Jesus back home around the second chapter of the book of Acts he sent the sweet precious Holy Ghost. How mighty is he? You got to know for yourself. I done got up here and did all this preaching and hollering and sweating. But if you don't know him for yourself, all of that is nothing. I just got a little excited. I'm sorry. I just know him to be a mighty God. That's, that's why I get so excited because every time I think about him, I think about not only what he's done, but who he is. Because if I don't have the things that he's done, I still have the him who is. That was good. Somebody ought to write that down. If, if I don't have the things that he's done, I still have the him that he is. And the best part about him being who he is is unlike us, he don't change. Oh, God have mercy. He's not moved by emotions. He's not moved by how you speak to him or don't speak to him. He's not moved by how you look at him or, or, or whether or not you show up for him. He's not moved by any of that. He is who he is today, tomorrow. Uh, the, uh, 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 he was that way yesterday, and he'll be the same until the end of time. Glory be to God. I, every time I think about him, I just think about how good he's been to this undeserving sinful, unrighteous little boy named Lamar. But I'm so glad that he's kept me. Why? Because he's a man. Ain't got nothing to do with me. Ain't got nothing. I didn't figure that thing out. It ain't got nothing. The fact that I'm still here is a testament to how mighty he is. The fact that I'm able to stand up here every Sunday is a testament to how mighty he is. Some days I don't even know if, my, if I'm coming or going. There are days I don't know my left hand from my right hand. There are days I'm looking for my glasses and they right on my face. That's a testament to how mighty he is. We serve a mighty 
Y'all can stand. I ain't got nothing against Confucius. Confucius don't bother me. Buddha don't bother me. Muhammad don't bother me. You want to know why they don't bother me? Ask me why. Because they dead and gone. Dead and gone. Dead. Gone. Asta. La Vista. Bon. I like to say voyage. That's fake French. Arrivederci. <laughs> God be with you. Good and gone. But you know who's still alive? You know who's still sitting on the throne? You know who's still sitting high and looking low? You know who's still a wheel in the middle of the wheel? Huh? You, you know who's still bread when I'm hungry, water when I'm thirsty? Rock in a weary land, shelter in the time of storm, a river in the desert? Huh? Still. Was before me, is while I'm here, and will be when I'm gone. What a mighty. Woo! God we serve. And who wouldn't want to serve a God like that? Huh? Who wouldn't want to serve a God who, who hears my faintest cry and promise he'll answer by and by? Who, who wouldn't serve the kind of God where they write songs about him that say, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus? I done knocked the internet off. Hold on. Praise the Lord. Who wouldn't want to serve that kind of God? Where they say, they say, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Who wouldn't want to serve a God where they, where they say, what a friend. All my sins and grief, all. And, and, his, and let, me, let me help y'all. Y'all want to know why y'all go through the stuff y'all go through? The songwriter told you. Because you do not carry everything. This is my story. I'm, I'm, I'm just stuck there right now, y'all, y'all. This is my song. My blessed assurance is this. Jesus is... I know you think he belonged to you. He mine. That's, that's my Lord. That's my Savior. Huh? That he, he mine. He mine. I, I, let you, I let you borrow him every once in a while, but he mine. Yes, Lord. I love me some Jesus. Because another songwriter said, because he first loved Now, 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 just for the just for the naysayers watching and listening to the podcast, I you know I don't have a monopoly on Jesus. Let me just put the disclaimer out there. But I say I say that to say that's just how much I love him. He mine. He mine. And and and, and here's the best part about it. Here's the best part about it. As much as I love him, he don't love me any more than he loves you. Somebody should have said Amen. 
he would give his life for us. As Paul said, while I was still in sin. Many times as I done told him, mm-mm, mm-mm. Many times I'd have told him, eh, I don't think that's a great idea. Many times I'd have told him, nah, mm-mm. nah, went Rosa, went Rosa Parks on him, mm-mm. not going to do that. And he's still like, okay, got something for you. <laughs> got something for you. Why? Only because I love you. Only because I love you. And, and I need you to give me this yes. Because once you give me this, yes, you'll, you'll see how things turn. Yes to what? His will, surely Caesar, and his way. So that when his spirit speaks to me with my whole heart, with my whole heart, I want to be able to agree. And I can do that because I serve a father. Thank you for this reminder you are such an awesome and a mighty God. You sit high, you look low, but you are never far from us. You loved us enough to not just give us life, but to send your son so that we might have eternal life. I thank you that when this natural existence comes to an end, I have a spiritual existence to continue on in. Thank you for being such a mighty God. One that I can always call on when I have a need. One that I should call on even when I don't have a need. One who I can go and sit with and who will come and sit with me, who will lead me and guide me into all good things. (laughs) That even though you challenge me, even though you allow me to go through some hardships, you do it while holding my hand. God, I thank you. I thank you for your son, David, who lived the type of life that he could pin this 23rd Psalm for us to remind us of who you are, not just in the good times outside the valley, but even in the rough times in the valley. God, I thank you that When you bless me in the presence of my enemies, it's not that I can gloat. It's not that I can boast. It's not that I can brag. It's not that I can show off. But it's done. You do that so that they can see just who you are. And because of that, they can come to know who you are as well. Thank you for reminding us that as we walk out our lives with you, that surely, no matter where we find ourselves, no matter how it looks, goodness and mercy is right there with us. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. Your grace has given us things that we didn't deserve, but your mercy has kept us from things that we did deserve. God, we thank you. Thank you. I pray there's anyone in this room who has not given their life to Christ, 
same Christ that gave his life for you. If you have not given your life to him, will you make that decision today? Make it a conscious decision today. If you're watching online and it's you and you're you're ready to give your life to this man named Jesus. We just put in the comment section, Jesus. Just put in the comment section, Jesus. It's a wonderful decision. <clears throat> I promise it'll be the best decision you ever make. I promise that you'll still have some rough days, but he'll be with you. I promise that the rain is still going to fall, but he'll be your umbrella. I promise that the earth will still shake and the winds will still blow, but he'll be there to protect you. He'll be a shelter. If you want to give your life to Christ, that today's the best day that you could do it. If that is not your your call. Maybe your your call is to return from a backslidden state. One of my favorite stories is that of Luke 15. Luke 15 where a young man decides to go and live his own kind of way. And life starts life again. And one day he wakes up and he comes to his common sense and says, you know what, if I could just go back home to my father, everything I'm dealing with, I ain't got to deal with no more. God is calling some of his children back home to him. If that's you, just say home. Just say home. Just say home. If you're watching online, just say home. If you're in the room, come on, meet us at the altar. We'll pray with you. Pray for you. As we strive to build the Lord's kingdom, I would dare to ask that if there's anybody who is in the room who is looking for a church home, you just want to be somewhere where you can fellowship with the saints, learn of God, learn of who you are in God, and find your assignment, find your place in this world. We would love for you to officially partner with this ministry. First Antioch would love to have you. If you're in the room and you want to do that, will you come meet us at the altar? If you're watching online, just put in the comment section, partnership, partnership, partnership. I promise you we're not looking for members. We are looking for workers. We're looking for partners who can help us to get to where God will have us to be. So that we can help each other to get where he has us to be individually. We can't do this thing without each other. As smart as you may be, as long as you've been alive, as much wisdom and experience as you might have, you can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. And what a better way to get through this thing with, than with brothers and sisters that can stand with you and walk with you and sit with you and run with you and pray with you and pray for you and build you up and encourage you and love on you and care for you even when you can't do it yourself. Father, thank you. 
of this word. That you will remind us that you are such a mighty God. That you are our shepherd. That if we let you, you'll lead us beside still waters. You'll restore our soul. You'll help us to find green pastures. You'll keep us even in the valley of the shadow of death. You'll be there to comfort us with your rod and your staff. And we thank you that even when we have to go through the valley, that there's a, there's a place for us to get to, the presence of our enemies, because that's where the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. We thank you for loving us so much that you choose to anoint our heads with oil. Oh, we thank you for blessing us so mightily that our cup, even when we can't see it, our cups really are overflowing. How do I know it's overflowing? I've got on clean clothes. I'm not homeless. I've got food to eat. I've got money in the bank. I've got a means of transportation home. I've got a bed to lay my head down on at night. I've got a TV to watch. I've got electricity. I've got plumbing. Watch this. Even outside of those material things, when I open my eyes, I can see. Oh, when I go to listen, I can hear. When I go to sniff, I can smell. Oh, God, when I go to open my mouth, I can taste and I can speak. God, I thank you. My cup overflows because this morning when I rose, I was able to realize that you woke me up in my right mind. God, I thank you. My cup, it overflows with blessings that I haven't even considered. Lord, I thank you for loving me that much. Help me to return that love to you. Help me to be that example to my brother, to my sister, so that when they see me, they can truly see that I am made in your image and in your likeness. I don't just want to look like you, but I want to be like you. And help me to carry my cross. Your, your, your son Jesus taught us that we would have to take up our cross and follow him. Help us to carry our cross, to get through the valley, to get through the table so that our testimony can help our enemies find their way to you. As we get ready to leave this place, oh God, I thank you for every name that has been lifted up today in prayer. I thank you for every situation that has been lifted up in prayer. I thank you that you're healing the sick, bringing recovery to the afflicted. I thank you that you are bringing restoration to those who, are, um, who have lost their churches, their homes. I thank you that you are bringing peace and comfort to those who have lost uh, loved ones who have transitioned from this life to the next. I thank you, O oh God, that you are bringing direction to the confused in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you that you are bringing peace to the depressed in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you that you are bringing instruction for our footsteps, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We will be careful to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Bless those that are here, God. Oh, yes, thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for the anointing of the empty seats, that you are making room for us to receive those who you will send to this ministry. I said, I thank you for the empty seats, that you are preparing us to receive those who are coming to this ministry. 
God continued to use First Antioch for another 150-some years. Not for our benefit, but for the benefit of your kingdom. Keep your hand upon us and we shall be kept. Now, may the grace of God the Father, the love of Jesus Christ, his Son, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now and forever. In Jesus' name we pray. God has spoken. Let the church say amen. Come on, lift your voice and say with us today. Let the church 